Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Trayvon Edwards. And Trey, we got a crazy game tonight because the Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat 113-96. to We're in control pretty much the entire game. And I don't think anybody even cares about the game right now because what happened at the end was the crazy part, which was Markeith Morris runs across the court, hits Nikola Jokic, kind of a cheap shot, hits him on the side. Jokic then turns around and just completely lays out Morris, hitting him in the middle of the spine, it looked like. And Morris had to get stretchered off. It looked really scary. He was able to sit up before he got stretchered off. So you know, hopefully he's doing okay. But uh, they were both ejected. Spoke called it a dirty play after the game. Were you just shocked to see Jokic do that? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it was on film, it looked bad. Just because, you know, Morris wasn't looking. And the action how it was taken, and obviously the we didn't know that he, if he was hurt or not, and he ended up being able to to walk off on his own. But I guess one of those situations that you just don't want to see because it's just not actually basketball. And I think that just kind of goes hand in hand with like the refs letting guys play and those calls not being called, so things are kind of escalating to other things, which. In basketball, there's no punches ever thrown, but I think it was a frustration on both parts. And there's a picture that's floating around where Morris actually hit Jokic in the side. And I think it was more so a retaliation that Jokic was caught, you know, doing that, you know, he just actually happened to get caught during that moment. So he retaliated the way he did. But, um, you know, not to overshadow the, the Nuggets play, they played extremely well against the Heat. Yeah, and I was mistaken. I said that Morris got stretchered off. They brought out the stretcher for him, and it looked like that was going to happen, but then eventually he's able to get up, which is good to see. The crazy thing was Jokic had a great game. Like He was dominating pretty much start to finish, was in full control. They were getting out and running in transition in the second quarter, which is when they really started to open things up, and he just kind of kept coming and coming and coming, and Miami couldn't do anything because Miami just can't score right now. Yeah, even the struggles with Kyle Lowry. I mean, you know... um, I know they were picked favorites too early on. I think they're, you know, they made it in Zach's top rank standings for teams. Is I think a second from the power rankings and things of that nature, but they're sliding. Yeah, Harper's been hyping them up all year. I mean, when you on paper, they look like they should run the table. You know, honestly, I mean, it looks like the team is put together and they, they have all these pieces, but you know, it's still early and they're going to drop some games, but like, um, it's interesting to see like, a player like Kyle Lowry give you nothing at that particular time. And I don't want to look too crazy into it in the first 10, 11 games of the season. I mean, things are, you know, there's going to be three different type of runs where teams are going to drop six straight. Teams are going to win 13 straight. And we're not even going to be having these type of conversations because I think the Miami Heat is more of a playoff basketball team than regular season anyway. So they'll adjust. Yeah, you're right. They always are every single year that way. And 
I think the big concern is obviously Kyle Lowry going 0 for 8, probably not going to work. And then Tyler Hero is kind of that third perimeter scorer for this team that can play on ball. And he just hasn't, it's been very up and down for him. Some nights he looks like he's going to win six man of the year. Some nights he looks like he did it last year. I was down in Miami on Thursday night because I covered the Celtics. I was down there for that game. And the Heat looked really good at first. And then just got completely destroyed in the second quarter. They just have these quarters where if Jimmy Butler isn't completely running the offense, they just completely fall apart. So their creation depth is definitely an issue for them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Out in Golden State, the Warriors beat the Hawks 127 to 113. We had a battle of Steph versus Trey, and uh, Steph dropped 50. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to look at it like Steph didn't have this one circled on the, on the calendar. I mean, most for the past two seasons, you know, the Warriors have been kind of dinged up since 2019, and a new guy came on the scene, and he started to emulate one of his heroes and shoot deep threes and pat his chest and point to the sky and <laughs> you know in, in the deep south and people actually had to fix their lips and say that you know like this was the new Steph or like Steph's days were all done and limited and, and Steph you know actually proved it tonight that he's still alive and well and you know going for 50 on 50 percent shooting man like that's the third warrior in players franchise history with 10 plus 50 point games you know and this dude is not even over six five but just one of the greatest shooters of all time and uh the Warriors are clicking man they're nine and one they're just doing what they they need to do they look like they're having fun and I think uh Gary Payton to the second basically has been you know exceptional to this defensive side you know what I mean I know everybody was upset about them waving Avery Bradley but it's been an upgrade and then obviously guys like, you know, Damian Lee and Toscano Anderson and, you know, Andre Iguodala, everybody's playing their role. And even Jordan Poole has been a bright spot for them. So I don't know what to say about the Warriors right now. I don't want to say that they're contenders, but I, I like this start. Um, and it would be interesting to see how they respond when they add Clay Thompson. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Didn't see Andrew Wiggins uh, much out there either. I mean, like, there's a lot more that they can get out of this team. Wiggins only played 26 minutes. He can do better than that. I mean, I feel like they're scratching the surface on what they can do as long as Damian Lee continues to play well, which he's been doing. They got a good uh, game from Toscano Anderson. Like, they're getting their depth out there so that Steph doesn't have to drop 50 every game. But 
he does drop 50 sometimes, and that's what's so incredible about it. And he also had 10 dimes on top of that. He went 13 for 13 from the line. What was crazy was you said he shot 50%, but he missed, didn't he miss like two or three shots at the end, really gunning for that 50? I mean, he really, if he kind of was a little more patient with it, would have shot like 65% or whatever. I mean, this was perfection. Yeah, I mean, he really wanted that 50 points. Could have checked out. Probably didn't even have to play the fourth, to be honest. And yeah, he ended up getting his 50th point on a floater. Yeah, I mean, he was he was pretty focused. So I guess last thing on this game is uh, Trey was good. He had 28 points. He had nine dimes. Uh, only had four turnovers, which I feel like is good for him. Uh, nobody else was really uh, playing, I guess, at the top of their game. Like, Herter was okay. Bogdanovich had a solid game, and John Collins had some good finishing. But Atlanta just fell pretty clearly short again, and they just haven't been nearly at the level they were last year. So what do you think of what you're seeing from them? See, I think that it, they're taking this moment for granted. It's early. You know, it's going to be like that. But um, I think that the spoiler was them being successful last season and thinking that they can come into this season the same way. And teams are healthier. Teams have gotten better, you know, um, and they didn't really see that. So it's just one of those things. And also with the rule change, Trey Young hasn't been as dominant as, you know, he was. So he has to still find an adjustment. And, you know, obviously he can shoot the ball, so he'll be able to, you know, figure things out from there. But um, the Warriors are just good. So, I mean, that, that that's pretty much what it kind of boiled down to. And I feel like the Hawks haven't adjusted well against veteran teams. All right, well, let's go from one surprisingly good team to another. The Bulls, they destroyed the Nets 118 to 95. Uh, the Nets were winning entering the fourth quarter, and the Bulls just went absolutely insane at the end there and just kept running and running and running and ended up with that gigantic victory at the end. I mean, are the Bulls the best team in the NBA? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but they are fun. They like playing basketball together and they like to take the approach of being egoless and the biggest surprise for a lot of people, well, not me, but DeMar DeRozan's emergence. You know, he's playing all-star level basketball. Some may say MVP, but we're 10 games in and I won't get over my head with that. But um, the 50-50 boys, Caruso, Ayo, it's a lot of hustle, a lot of grit, and it's contagious. You know, even with Vooch struggles early, they have been able to, you know, do what they need to do. And, you know, obviously... It was 57-51 at half. They were able to, you know, withstand the third quarter and, and get it going. It was 34-10 in the fourth. They made some big shots. And, you know, Durant made, said in the presser that they had some, that the Bulls have some some great shot makers on his squad. And and he's right. You know what I mean? Like Alex Caruso hit some big shots. Lonzo Ball hit some shots. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. I mean, you can just keep going down the line. Io is applying pressure. But one thing I noticed from this game, obviously, is I don't know if it's a it's a thing, but um, someone mentioned, you know, if James Harden was struggling or what's going on. And he got a bit frustrated, you know, mentioning that, you know, nothing, nothing. He's not struggling and, you know, shots weren't falling. And I beg to differ, you know, what I mean, because it's it's all effort. And I think that instead of him trying to just score the basketball he's still trying to find a way to get to the line and that's affecting his offense so that's turning him from a 27 point per game player to a 21 point per game player 
off his aggressiveness and the way his effort is. It looks very lazy out there. Yeah, he had 14 points on four for 11 shooting and only three free throws. Like don't remember ever seeing that, like those small numbers from Harden. He played 34 minutes. It's not like he played a half stint in this game. We're seeing so often he's trying to do a lot of the hook stuff, a lot of the like throwing his head back kind of stuff on menial contact that he used to get calls for and he's just not getting them anymore. And I mean, it's funny because that stuff's always infuriating for everybody else watching it, but now it seems like he's the one that's infuriated that he's not getting it. Well, that's going to do it for us here on The Ding. For Trayvon Edwards, I'm Jared Weiss. You can find The Daily Ding here on The Athletic NBA Show every single weekday morning. Trey, take us out of here. Ding, ding.